Welcome to the Courage 1000 Project, where each week we bring you inspiring stories from courageous individuals about the moments and experiences that have shaped their lives. I'm your host, Melies the Story Collector, author, speaker, trainer, facilitator, videographer, award-winning photographer and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help deep-feeling women reclaim their confidence, joy and purpose in life from a world that overwhelms their hearts, minds and souls. And this journey... It starts with courage. You see, after a lifelong struggle with my own identity, I discovered the core principle to reclaiming your life was courage. And it made me curious. Were there others like me? Were there others who had reclaimed their life through the secret of courage? What was courage for them? What did it look like? And where were their stories? And with that, the Courage 1000 Project was born. We're digging up the archives and bringing to you season one of the Courage 1000 project. Originally a web TV show and now available across all your favorite platforms. Let's get into it. Welcome to Melies the Story Collector Web TV, where each week we bring you inspiring stories from courageous individuals about the moments and experiences that have shaped their lives. In this episode, we have the gorgeous and energetic Maida, who is sharing with us how she broke the cycle of disempowerment in her life and found empowerment within herself, simply from making a different choice. So my story is basically... A journey to discover what's inside of me and it's exactly the same thing that's inside of everybody. So I work with people now and I see so many people feeling so at the effect of life all the time and just like deeply disempowered in their circumstances because we live life in a way that feels like things just happen to us and we're just kind of like at the effect of it. Um, and for the longest time, that's how I live my life. And like now that I'm 42, I can look back and look at the chunks of it and realize um, how it all kind of fits together and what was really going on in a way that I couldn't at the time. So my life and the crappy stuff I've gone through have taught me that no matter what situation you're in, you're actually always capable of being empowered in it. And I'm not rare. Like that's actually what's true for every single person on the planet. It's just that when you don't know it, you don't know it. And when you know it, you know it. And I want everyone to live in a place of feeling like they're not just at the effect of life, even though it might look like that, but they, we're all actually really um, catalyzing and creating our lives from the inside, whether we're aware of it or not. So that's why I think my story matters because it's like a, the journey I've taken to get to there. And the, the practicalities might be different, but I think it's the same journey everybody takes to get to there. Mm, so where did your journey begin then? Where did this pattern start? Um, I had an abusive alcoholic mother um, and when you're a kid, uh, like, you know, you could look at that situation and that, think that that is very disempowering and like in that instance, it absolutely is. Um, so, you know, like when I was growing up, my mum would say horrible things to me like, I wish you were never born, the worst thing that ever happened. So I carried all this stuff with me for the longest time. Um, but actually, what I, I went to a personal development course one day and realised that everybody's got self-worth issues. And that blew my mind because I thought that I had to have them because my experience was the person who's supposed to love you unconditionally clearly didn't. She did actually. It's, it's complicated. It's much, it's not that simple as that. But so I walked around having a lot of self-esteem issues and self-worth issues and disempowerment issues, but I thought I had to because of what I'd lived. But I went to this workshop 
And these random people who had loving parents and beautiful upbringings and no problems at all had self-worth issues. And that's what made me realize that the human experience is actually universal. Um, and it's not mm. just based on whatever external things happen in your life. And my pain and trauma is no, um, you know, you can't compare people's pain and trauma based on the events in their lives. Like right. someone, you know, their primary school teacher might have told them they were useless when they were in grade three. And they might have taken that on and make that mean things to themselves which could be worse than what I took from what my mother said to me. Like you can't compare the practicalities, but the journey is the same. Yeah. Mm. I like that. So what did you learn then through that journey with your mother? Cause that would have been quite difficult at the time. Yeah. Um, I think I'm lucky cause I was always quite kind of spiritually interested. Like I was curious, like I always felt there was kind of some bigger picture to life. It wasn't just some mundane thing. But even if you don't feel that, you can still go through the journey to uncover, you know, the, the empowerment that's available. Um, what I learned about that is um, I actually attracted an abusive relationship later in my life. And this person was, A, treated me in the most loving way that I'd ever been treated. And also, uh, other times, the worst way that I'd ever been treated apart from my mother. And I had this incident with this, uh, it was a man, he was... Um, kind of like emotionally verbally abusive sometimes and there was this instance where he was yelling at me right like nothing like he had, had ever happened before um and it's like I felt my energy kind of pull away from him in that time and in that moment I just went oh I'm a grown-up I can say no I can walk away from this yeah and I couldn't when I was a kid so it's not like I could have really been super empowered in that child situation. Like I wasn't going to, you know, find a new house and get a job and pay my bills. But what I learned was in that instance, like once you're grown up and capable of making decisions that are active in your own life, you do always have a level of choice. And I feel like I relived that experience for myself so that I could actually say, no, I choose different. I deserve better. But it started back with my mum. Yeah. And how long did it take you to find that strength in yourself to say no to this person? Well, it was actually really handy that he lost it at me that badly because there'd been issues throughout. And because, because he was also the person who treated me the most lovingly compared to any other person on the planet, like there was that double-edged thing. Yeah. Like I put yeah. up with a lot because that, that elixir of being, you know, treated that well at times um, was kind of addictive for me. And um, so it, it when, when that happened, it was like, Rah! and I just, it's like I stepped out of myself and I went, oh, and I just had this moment of clarity, like, um, just, just know I'd rather not have the nice things if this is what comes with it. But it was just, it was, it wasn't even mental. Like there was no thought process to it. It was just a feeling like, oh, I can say no to this. Like I can just say, this is done. I can, um, yeah, and you know, like it was complicated. Like I stayed friends with him, and we tried again, but it never got to that level, and it never worked out anyway. So I don't want to paint some picture like you know it was a miraculous healing that just you know was done forever. But it, in a way, it also still was. Like I had that clarity, and I had had doubts about ending it before, um, and it, it just all unfolded in the exact right way so that I could reclaim my boundaries and what I will accept and won't accept, like over and kind of over and over again. Um, and now I know for an absolute fact that I would never, ever be in a situation like that again. Yeah. And did you repeat that cycle again or did you find acknowledging that you had that choice in the moment and making a different choice? Stop that. No, never again. I had one more relationship um, 
with another person be be between that one and my current partner, that, that was very supportive. Very, like I've never had to deal with that partner again. And my partner now is like amazing. Like, no, I haven't, I haven't had that pattern. Awesome. So do you think it's in seeing and making that different choice that we stop these patterns from happening? I think it's, yes, that's a part of it, but also it sort of has to come from within first, like that feeling that I, I deserve better um, because I think it, like I'm an energy worker, that's what I do for work. And so I think actions are a really important part, but the energy needs to be lined up too. Cause like, like I've seen people taking these actions with all this intensity, but deep down, if you do feel not worthy, taking one action here isn't going to shift it all completely. It's like you've got to do the inner work as well and then support that with action. So it's not just energy either. You don't just sit in a cave, close your eyes, meditate, and everything in your life becomes awesome. But you also don't just act and act and act without going within and clearing up the stuff that needs clearing up in order to create active, like, long-term change in your life. Yeah. There's definitely got to be the balance between those two things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think, um, I think like... It's really easy to get caught up in just one or the other as well. Like, you know, in the spiritual realm, lots of people are manifest and I'm thinking positive and I have happy thoughts and, and kind of think that that's it, which is just so disappointing because then people get frustrated and think there's something wrong with them when they can't manifest or create the creators of their own lives and all of those things. But you've got to be able to do the other side of it too. Like it's, it's both sides of it are really important. Yeah. And the mindset. Yeah, yeah. I sort of think of it, um, I think of it creation as like a triangle. I'm going to tell you my little theory. So there's like this triangle, right? And on this side of the triangle is the mindset part of creation. You've got to get your mind right. You've got to have the right thoughts. And this side is the action part. So that's what you're doing out in the world. But the base of that triangle is the energy. And unless you get all three components of it lined up, you're never going to be able to create, you know, in alignment, those beautiful things that we all want in our lives. So oh, I love the visual. Yeah. That's so cool. So did anything else, um, did any other things happen in your life based on what you experienced growing up or did you yes, find that moment yes, yes. fixed it? So when, I said, um, when I said I didn't repeat that pattern, I meant after that relationship, I didn't have any more relationships that had even a tinge of abuse or, or anything in them. But before that, I, um, I've had a lot of stuff. I had an illness where I got so bad that I, you know, I needed help getting showered and dressed because dragging a towel across my body was too heavy for my arms. I couldn't make a cup of coffee. Um, yeah. And so it was really intense. And that really, again, empowerment versus disempowerment, right? So I had to learn to ask for help for things that were really basic. Um, and up until that point in my life, I kind of created a sense of self and self-worth based on giving and doing and being important and valuable and helpful and loving and all of those things. So that illness was really um, a massive catalyst for growth for me because you could just feel super, super disempowered because you need help having a shower um, and you could feel worthless and you could feel, and I went through all of that. Um, but I had to kind of work out how to feel like a worthwhile, valuable person when all I could do was lie on a bed or be on a couch. Yeah. Um, and that was a journey too. So how did you overcome something like that? Slowly, over time. Um, I was lucky enough that a, a neurologist actually said to me that I needed to, a rheumatologist actually, that I needed to do yoga. And I wasn't well enough to do yoga, so I had to have private lessons. And because I wasn't working, the budget was an issue. So then I thought, I know, I'll train to be a yoga teacher. And so then I'll be able to do it for myself ongoingly. And I was already very interested in meditating and all that sort of stuff, but that was a really big catalyst for, 
for, for my yoga teacher training course, I had to sign a contract to say I would meditate for one hour every single day for the 12 months of the course. And I'm a person of my word. So I did that. Um, and that like a lot of that was really, really helpful, but I had to do a lot of like inner soul searching and facing, you know, they call it shadow work, like facing the, the dark parts of me that I had been trying to run away from and pretend that they didn't exist. I had to do a lot of that work. And um, it's really helped me to come to the realization that like every single person on the planet is already 100% worthy. And it's, it's so weird. It's like, we all think we've got to do all this stuff to feel worthy, right? But when you're a hundred percent worthy, you can't take any more action to add worse to you because you're like a hundred percent. It's like, if you think of a glass, that's full of water. You just can't add any more water into that, but we just have this misconception. So I had to, you know, walk the path to rediscover that for myself. And it doesn't mean I don't forget sometimes, like, you know, the patterns can still come up. Um, but, but it's true for everybody. Like everybody is already 100% worthy. You don't have to do one more single thing. Um, and it's good to do things because it's fun. Like, you don't want to just be a catch potato. Like I had to, I, I was forced to do that. And you know what? If you've been working hard, if you sit down for a couple of days, it's really fun. But if you do it for three months, it's pretty boring. Like, so do stuff because it feels right, not because you're trying to prove something or earn something or, or you know, pretend like be worthy, yeah. prove your worth. Mm. So how did all this then lead into what you're doing now? Oh my God. Uh, it's so funny. What I'm doing now is I'm doing intuitive energy healing um, to help people heal their relationship with money. And the re I, when I first was guided internally, I'm very intuitive. I get guided to what my life is going to be and unfold and stuff. Um, when I first got the feeling that I had to be the money person, I had a tantrum about it. I was like, I don't want to be the money person because I've had the worst relationship with money most of my life up until uh, 18 months ago. Yeah. Um, but the reason it's so perfect is because a, I've had to clear out all of my own money crap so that I can, you know, be someone that can help other people with that. But the way our society is structured, money is instrumental to all of the things I care about. Being free, being able to decide for yourself. Oh, but she was everywhere. Being able to decide for yourself, being able to, to like choose the things that feel right for you, have, having choices and the capacity to um, have freedom and flow in your life. Like, the way our society is structured, you literally cannot do those things without money. And money is a fabulous motivator. So people will come and do work to clear up their money stuff and they're willing to look at things and deal with things that they wouldn't be willing to deal with just with spirituality. Like not, not everyone, that doesn't apply for everyone, but a lot of people, the motivation is there. But the beautiful thing is you can't just heal your money stuff in isolation. You're working with the depth of yourself. You are clearing out the stuff that blocks relationship and giving and receiving and self-worth and so many things. Um, so money is the perfect, perfect like fit for the, the work that I'm doing. It brings up all the exact blocks to the things I'm really passionate about clearing up. Plus so really, money is just the top level stuff that leads yeah. to the deeper stuff that you do. Yeah. But it's actually just a mirror. Like the, the amount of freedom and empowerment that you've got in your bank account is a reflection of how much freedom and empowerment you've got in your life. So we are actually working on the money stuff, but we're working on everything, um, which is the best. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I do really truly believe like if you, I've got this vision, right? If you picture a world where the money energy is healed and people feel like their needs are going to be met, like they're supported, like they're taken care of. If you think of a world like that, people then, when they're not coming from fear, they're, they're like generous and loving and open and they uplift each other. 
Like that's the world I want to help create. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. Um, and money is like the most misunderstood energy on the planet. People have all these judgments and all these ideas about money, but money is just an indiscriminate energy that flows where it's allowed to flow and doesn't flow where it's not allowed to flow. But we blame it for greed. We blame it for poverty. We blame it for the result of decisions made by human beings. And then the good people, the kind-hearted people, the ones that want to change the world, shut the flow to money and therefore shut the flow to power. And then we end up stuck in a worse world. Mm, that's deep. That's deep. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm very intense about what I do. I'm, I'm no, really I love it. And do you look back on your life now and think everything's happened in the exact right way for you to be where you are right now? Completely. I would not change a single thing. If I had a magic wand and I could go back, I literally would not change anything. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so how did you find the courage then to keep going during those really heavy times? Because you're obviously yeah. empowered now. You're in an amazing space now. But at that time... Well, it's still an ongoing journey for me and for everybody. Like, I don't think there's anyone who's got it all sorted and all settled and there's, there's always more growth and there's always more awesome. Like, there's always, always more. Um, and you know what? Like, there were times where I had tantrums and, you know, I said F you to God and shook my fist at the sky and was like, this sucked. And, it, and if you have to go through that. It's like part of the process. But then you actually got to make a choice do you just like kind of give up and keep struggling along or do you do the work to kind of thrive? And not everyone does. And you know, that's okay. Everyone gets to choose what they want to do with their lives. But I'm just so deeply aware that so much more awesomeness is available. Even if your life is already awesome, there's, there's more available to you. So no matter where you are on that spectrum, and I don't know, I've just always felt like that. Like there, there's always an option for more. And there was times where I banged my head against the brick wall, having no concept of how to get there. Um, which is kind of why I really care about helping people with this stuff now. Um, but I always, for some reason, was lucky enough to have a sense that, I don't know, there was something bigger than me and that it would get better. Um, I sometimes lost touch of that and, you know, was in the depths of despair and hell. That's true too. But um, whenever I gave up, I eventually got back up as well. So mm. I love it. So for you, that courage is accepting that it's only a short period of time and then you will get back up and it's a choice to make. I think it's more that it's like it's possible. And so even with, if there's no guarantee that it can get better, right, it's theoretically possible that wherever, wherever you stand, it's theoretically possible that it could get better and worse. So do I want to do nothing or do I want to take steps to get it a little bit better? And if you think about it as small steps to get a little bit better, you look back in 10 years' time and your life is a wildly transformed space. But if you just think about the little stuff, like if you go too big, you just get overwhelmed. Some people find it inspiring, but some people just get overwhelmed. So just like I just always want to feel a little bit better. I love but it. I love it. the trick to that is to not deny the feeling bad. Like sometimes, I, you know, you just have to feel bad for a bit and that's okay. Like the more we repress that, the more it's just stuck in our energy field impacting us unconsciously. So, you know, you want to you wanna hope for good and work towards that, you know, good feeling because it's your natural state, but it can't be done at the expense of, you know, squashing or repressing or blocking any of the bad feeling because you've got to walk through that to clear it, heal it and release it so then that you really get to the awesome, not just the pretend awesome. And you know why that's important? Because of this. You can't disconnect from your negative emotions 
and not disconnect from your positive emotions. When you're repressing something, when you're blocking something, you're dulling your joy. And I don't want to live like that. Mm, that's deep. I like that one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how can people get in contact with you if they want to talk to you a bit more? Um, I, my business is called Soul Free Now. You can guess why, because I'm very intensely passionate about um, freedom, soul, the spirituality, and also now. Not in the future, not when you get this thing happening or that thing happening. So Soul Free Now. I've got a website and I've got a Facebook page as well. Um, and I'm going to be starting a membership um, program. I'm so excited, a subscription program where people can pay a small amount of money but get access to regular healing and support in a group context. That literally just came to me like a week ago, so I'm really excited about it. Awesome, awesome. We'll definitely share that information with us when you get to that point and we can share it Thank around you. as well. That'd be awesome. awesome. I love it. Yeah, the more people that clear up their money stuff, seriously, the better the world's going to be. So let's do it, people. If you are feeling stuck and overwhelmed right now and are struggling to find your courage, jump over to melies.com.au to claim your free personalized insights and discover the three things you need to know to reclaim confidence, joy and purpose in your life.